What is up with it, Panther Nation? This is your sports editor, Daniel Sackhouse, and we are coming to you from the Panther Pit for our fourth episode of the year. This episode, I'm accompanied with freshman Cecily Shaber and Katie Johnson. Hello, KJ. And I'm also accompanied once again by staff writer, Abby Carter. Hi. This episode is going to be a lot quicker than our other ones because there's a lack of stuff going on right now. So cross country, Last time we were we were behind the mic, we left you all off with the fact that they were going to the state meet that Saturday. With that meet being two weeks ago, we can say that the Panthers performed really well. The Panther boys got on the podium at fourth place, and Colton Olvey placed seventh. And if you know anything about Colton Olvey, he's been saying that the, their goal as the, for the boys team has been to make podiums. So props to them for getting that. The girls, on the other hand, placed sixth, and Darby Olive placed tenth overall. So... Overall, those are some really good placings for the for the boys and the girls. And they also got to run their final meet of the season, the meet of champions at one church this this season this past weekend, and they did pretty well. So overall, getting fourth and sixth at the state meet, pretty good stuff from from them. So real quick, this is giving congratulations to them. Now we're gonna get to the big boy of the show. We're gonna get to football. Last week they they were preparing for their big region county rival game against Whitewater. And that ended in a 42 nothing shutout. It was the big game that we were waiting for from this offense, and they pulled it out. And the defense had their third straight, sh third straight shutout, so very impressive work by them. And then this past week, they played against Mac and Josh for the region title. Except that they already won the region title because Northside Columbus, which we would have played this week, had to cancel. So no matter what, we were region champions. And that game, the Panther offense continued to coast off the, that momentum that they've been having these past few games, scored 38 points. Great stuff from them. A lot of big plays, which we'll get to we'll get to the impact of these big plays in a moment. But defense, the starting defense had their third straight, their fourth straight shutout. The backup offense gave it a touchdown, but at that point it was fourth quarter and Mercer Rule was running the clock down. Didn't really matter too much. And one triple zeros hit, we had won 38 to 7 taking the Battle of Bubble and taking that region championship, which, fun fact, I was very honored to, to give that team that trophy. So it felt good to present them with their fifth consecutive region championship, which is never, which has only been done by Sandy Creek. And we have also broken Sandy Creek's record for most region championships with nine. So that's, so that's a testament to this culture that we keep on talking that is keep kept on keeps on being brought up over and over again. And speaking of the culture and the and what this team's able to accomplish, I got to ask Coach Phillips about that and how they felt about winning their fifth consecutive region championship. And here's what you had to say. I'm proud and you know, they're the ones out working by themselves. We weren't allowed to do anything. Proud of the coaches created all these position meetings and classroom sessions with the players they could watch on their own so that we try to stay as normal as possible. Um, we didn't have all the summer 707. Yobbs is arm strength. It's just getting kind of where it would be with the 707. And just just proud of the work habits they've developed and the, the way the coaching staff, the, how hard the time they spend with the players. It's just good. It's a great culture. And it's just a culture of success that just keeps feeding itself. And both on defense, it kind of stuck with the bend, don't break, bend, don't bring philosophy. Offense kept on going with the momentum that's been establishing early, earlier games. So 
what was the what was the key to rein the, rein the team in to make sure that they could coast off their to, to keep with their strengths and make and keep McIntosh in check? Well, McIntosh, let's give them a little credit. Their, their kids played hard, and I thought they actually played with a little bit more emotion than we did most of the game. And, you know, thankfully we, our players are just a little better. You know, we just got better players than that. But their kids played hard. Coach Belknap had a good plan. They uh, they they controlled the clock for a good bit, and then we were had some explosive plays and scored quickly. But you know, we just we were able to work on some things, the option a little bit, and, and uh, work on some things, getting ready for the playoffs. But you know, I just at the end of the day, our, we were you know a little bit better players, you know, a little bit more tradition and a little better culture. With getting ready for the playoffs and now having a very unorthodox bye week, um, how do you, what, do, what do you think and now how do you think you're going to approach this? Well, we're going to treat it like a normal bye week. But we're, we got Jackson Baxley, we got several players. Stamp got a little dinged up tonight. That, that beat Morgan Gunning needs a little bit more time. So we're going to have the day off Monday. Practice pretty hard Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Have the day off Friday. The coaches will go scout our, our playoff opponent and uh, come in the the first playoff week, which is Thanksgiving week, and, and treat it like a normal game week. And it'll actually be good for us because the Harris County, Northgate, Griffin, Whitewater, Gauntlet, you know, is, is kind of we're kind of beat down now a little bit. This is a chance to regroup and move into this, the real part of the season, you know, our, our, our next mission. You know, mission one is always to win a region. Mission two is to advance week after week and see what happens. With all the craziness of this one year, it's amazing that we get to see this team in the playoffs again. The offense, and this is where we're going to get into some, and we're going to get into some analysis here, but the offense, I mean, I would tell you that, I would argue that this, it, they undoubtedly look better than they did at the beginning of the season. It has been a learning curve because you have sophomore Will Yarbrough in the back taking snaps on your center. And then in the backfield, you have senior first-year Devin Barnett, sophomore Greg Joseph, and junior Brandon Mathis. All, young, all younger players, all with less experience, except Brandon Mathis had some time in the last year. So having to go through that learning curve has been an interesting process. And we're seeing more and more of what this team is capable of. And Abby, I believe that you talked to I believe that you talked to Brandon Mathis and Coach Phillips the other day. So, what's your impression about how this offense has been able to develop? Well, Brandon was talking to me about how hard the team has been working over the summer, and Coach Phillips was very impressed with how well Brandon Mathis has been carrying and going on um, through all this COVID and craziness, but. Um, they've definitely improved, and Coach and Brandon have both seen it, and Brandon has felt it. And that offensive line we have cannot be understated. We got we got figures like Dalton Koth, Joseph Rampey, who and Captain Joseph Rampey, who has multiple college offers already. And then we got Thompson Cummings, uh, Cole Sanders, and V Holcomb, and a bunch of others that have been swapping in. So we got that we got that good iron we got that good wall going to get. So that backfield has been able to develop as well as they've been able to. The defense, I mean, I've said it before, I've said it a million times, they're incredible. They've pulled off, they've pulled off several good feats. This is their, and that starting group has pulled off five shutouts this year against Mount Zion, against, I'm sorry, Mount Zion, against Northgate, against Griffin, against Whitewater, and now against McIntosh. And... 
it's it's incredible to see those numbers. And one thing I noticed is that it's really all pieces are doing great. That linebacking core is stout, and the defensive line is has been blowing up the trenches game after game. And and Cecily, um, from what from what I understand. Um, J- junior Mikai Shaber is your brother, so from what he's told you and what you've seen from this team, what do you think about the, how this defensive line's been doing? Yes, um, the defensive line has been doing very well this year. Like you said, um, they've had three consecutive shutouts, which just goes to show how well they've been doing this year. And that secondary, I've, um, we've talked about, we've talked about them all already, but let's just run their names again. Senior, junior Mark Stampley, Who's been he gets banged up every single game and he's still playing hard. It still feels like every game he's got some injury going on, but he's still playing hard. And those that that trio of seniors, the cornerbacks, Nate Kearns, Jonathan Heigl, always always pulling out some stops. And then he got senior Utah, Utah commit Cole Bishop making big plays every single game. So I mean, you got playmakers on that defense on all. On all facets, and just to go back to the, just to go back to the linebacking core. You got seniors Luke Mullins and Captain Wes Haney. So there's there's no shortage of playmakers on that defense, and they proved it. But now we are into a, we they've got bigger fish to fry at this point. This is a bye week, and it's a pretty big one. It's a pretty unique one at that. We weren't supposed to get it, but here we are. So. There are people like like senior defensive lineman Jackson Baxley and senior kicker Connor Mark that still need some time to heal. But other than that, this is a really good time for them to practice and get ready for the playoffs. This Sunday, or the next Friday, we should be playing against either Mundy's Mill or Jonesboro. And I don't know how we're going to do in that game, but the question I asked, if you've, re- if you've re- read my game day takeaways... This past week, you'll know I asked a question: Is this offense going to be be able to step up? The defense, I'm I'm convinced, is going to be able to play play hard and be able to keep them in games. How can, are they going to be able to pull off consistent shutouts? Maybe not, but we've seen them pull off some pull off some big stops. And that bend don't break mentality that I've said time and time again, it's always there. So. Is the offense going to be able to get the job done is going to be the big question. But we will find out as as Coach Phillips calls it, Mission 2 commences on Friday, October, November 27th at Stars Mill. So if you can, go get your tickets, watch your, watch your Panthers play in the playoffs. So that was a lot. So now we're kind of already in the downhill, downhill slope because we don't have really have much in the winter sports, but they have begun. So... This, so we're gonna start with swimming. Um, they've they played they've from what I've seen have demolished McIntosh and Whitewater in their meets they have played. All six relay teams have qualified for states, every single one, and we have six individual qualifiers in nearly a dozen events across bo- the boys and girls teams. KJ, you got the opportunity to call, talk with Coach Huggins over the over the week. What do you think are from what you've heard from her, what are some impressive things about this team? From what she said, that they have a lot more um, freshmen this year than normal, and they have fewer sophomores. But she said they're all working really hard, and they said she said few um, some of the um, se- some of the seniors, juniors, and sophomores all have made their point into um, getting their state state um, times and going to state and qualifying. So she said. They're all working hard, and, to, and she said, 
some um, freshmen are are making the um, first more the older swimmers more competitive to get to keep going and getting higher up in times, and they want to pull through to win this year's their twenty first. Um, Twenty uh, first consecutive. Yeah, twenty first <laughs> <laughs> county um, championship. And it's something that I talked to her about last year. They always have this. They they're a hard, they're a well oiled machine. That team is that they've always got people. The seniors are always working hard. Then the, the underclassmen are always pushing them. So just with that principle that they always have, KJ, what do you make of that? With how they're able to perform as a unit. I th- I'm from what I've taken from what she's just said is that they want to help each other get better and if they keep pushing themselves and others they can they can do anything they can make it to state and compete so congratulations to the state qualifiers there's still a lot more there's still a lot more swim to be swam so we'll get back to you once we got more information but in the meantime we got a slideshow up at the prowlernews.org and we also have a coach's corner with KJ and coach Huggins for you for you to watch right now other than that, right now we've got Cheer, and they have performed at their first region, their first meet against Putnam County, and from what I understand, they had they won, took first place. Abby, you got the opportunity to talk with Coach Ratliff on several occasions. Um, just kind of tell me, just like the state of this team, what's going on right now. So I got a chance to talk with them before their meet, and they've been pretty nervous recently with all their new COVID regulations going from a fall sport to a winter sport and GSHA new roles and also overlapping with the all-star cheer competition team. So they're definitely facing some hard times trying to make schedules work out and everything, but their routine looked amazing. Um, They're working around their obstacles and overall I feel like the girls after this win they're feeling some more confidence with all the challenges and hardships they've been facing. That's really all we can say about cheer right now. Once we have more information, we will give that to y'all. But right now, we have a cheer video created specially by Abby Carter and our videographer, Peter, Junior Peter Beardsley, for your viewing pleasure. And a coach's corner with Abby Carter and head coach Mandy Ratliff. So please, check that out when you can. Finally, we're going to wrap this up with some basketball. And um, Cecily, you got the opportunity to to go in, go take a deep dive into some GHSA rules and how how the GHSA decided to take on the season this season with all the COVID regulations. So, what are some of the big things that you know about? Yeah, um, one of the biggest changes is that there's no jump ball this year, um, and. Um, everything must be sanitized, including the officials' table, and social distancing must be ad- adhered to on the team bench and in the spectator seating. And how are the coach? How are Coach Emily Sweeney and Coach Josh Reeves handling this? Yeah, Coach Sweeney says her team is adapting very well um, to these changes, and Coach Reeves agrees with that. And so. I will say, I mean, the most I can say about these rules is most of them make sense. However, the jump ball, I could say some. I think we could say something about how ridiculous that is, and the, the fact that they're have, keeping the game of basketball but taking out the jump ball. But honestly, that's just being a dead horse at this point. But right now, um, they are 
looking towards region play in a couple weeks, but they played their first scrimmage against Spalding, and we kind of saw in, some something interesting happen. Um, both teams, or one team lost by 20 points, and the other won by 20-some points. What's interesting is that the winner were the boys and the loser were the girls. Now, granted for the girls, they were playing against one of the best basketball teams in the state in Spalding. Something like that's going to happen. But they are going through a, tra- a sort of transitional period. They had, they had studs like Alisanne H- Hudson, Kara Dial, Ryan King, and, and Ashton Gaines pl- on the court. But since they've graduated, this is a very different look. Ryan, King's, Ryan King is still there, and she, she, they have been trying to get her into this more of a leadership role when she's more of a just sit back and shoot some threes kind of player. So we'll just kind of see how that pans out in the road. But from what I understand, there are some of the players that are starting are you got senior Denise Farajado. Sorry, Denise, if I mispronounce your name. Uh, Lauren Flanders, I think. Uh, Megan Blanchard. And I think Addison McDaniel. I can't tell. I can't confirm this for sure, but this is going off from what I know. The boys stomped pretty, stomped the, stomped Spalding pretty well. They won by 20 points. I think they put 60 some points up. Seniors Michael Townsend and Brandon Allison showed up with some good. I think they both got 10 plus points in that game. So kudos to them for that. They are going to heal. They are going to have to deal with the woe of not playing with, who of not having to play with. Junior Malachi Townsend, who's been their most product, who was their most productive player last year, but with all the other players on the roster, which we'll get to in a second, we'll see what happens. So, I mean, the only complaint I heard from Coach Reeves, the biggest complaint I heard from Coach Reeves, is that they need to be be making their free throws more often, and that's just that may just be a natural part of the game, but um, it is a natural part of the game, and it's something they need to develop on. But we'll see how that works. But that boys team. I said last year that they have a lot of talent. They've just had to really just scatter. Their their heads have just really been scattered, having to deal with three coaches in three years. But the fact that Coach Reeves is coming back is huge. Not only is he their the first the first coach to play the first coach to play to coach multiple years since I think Coach Hutchins in 2017-2018. He's also a very smart guy. He knows what he's talking about. He loves the game, and he is very passionate about this team and what they do so it's gonna be interesting how he molds this team this season and again the talent's there as i said seniors malachi or junior malachi townsend's a beast can't wait to see him come back to the court next 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 winter whenever he's done with football and then his brother senior michael townsend is also great and junior senior brandon allison is also really great as well so seeing that team come together is gonna be very interesting but can't tell you all that's going to happen with them from just one game. So, But if you really want to see what's going to happen with this team, they're playing their first set of region games, and it is a big day, December 5th. All, all five teams are playing. Both JV and both varsity will be playing Northside Columbus. And that's going to be a great day of basketball if you want to head by the Panther Gym, if you want to watch Panther Pit, see them play. It's going to be a good indicator of where those teams are going to go this season. Other than that, that's really it. And before we close, we just want to let you know, if you, you want your Panther Sports Fix, keep watching on the prowl. We've got Coaches Corners. We've got Players of the Week highlighting a, a new player every single week. We've got cover stories. We've got interviews. We've got this podcast. 
we do it all, and we we are so happy that we get to bring bring Panther Sports to you through the prowlernews.org. That's all for this podcast. Thank you guys for for being part of this. So, any last thoughts about what's going on in Panther Sports? No, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Go Panther. <laughs> that's right. So, that's all we got today from myself, Cecily Shaver, Katie Johnson, and Abby Carter. I'm Neil Sackhouse. Thank you for listening. Go Panthers!